once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarland. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show where two dudes who struggle with their mental health uh, do a movie podcast to force themselves to check in with each other once a week. So as a result of that, I feel it's important that before we get to what we're doing, I ask, how are you doing, Ben? How are you doing, bud? I'm doing all right, man. I'm much better than last week, which is great. Um, I'm no longer drowning in loose Lego pieces. Nice. I ate all of them. Ate them all, tried yeah. on them, fucking <laughs> chewed them up, spat them out. Nice. No, I am doing much better. I was having a bit of a rough week last week. Uh, I took your advice and started running. Oh, yeah? Yeah, worked a fucking treat, man, because my whole body was like, no, you you are all just <laughs> fucked. Yeah, it's right? not just your brain. Like, now yeah. it's your whole body. But here's the trick, right? Even though I'm shit at running, and even though I felt like I was dying whilst running, afterwards, dude, I felt fucking outstanding. Runners high. Yeah, it's going to be your new addiction. Yeah. You're going to end up with those Outst- calf muscles yeah, that- like Belleville <laughs> Rendezvous. Just- <laughs> That's it, man. I'm going for Arnie yeah. calves. That's what nice. I'm aiming for. Uh, I'm eating better, focusing on what I love, doing a lot for the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's all good, man. How are you? Uh, likewise, much better. Took some time off work, which helps. I no longer want good. to throttle everyone and myself. You look loads better, man. Well, a haircut and a shave and a wash and, Ooh, you know. You are looking slick, though, man. I mean, I normally sort of do this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I've lost yeah. a lot of weight. My eyes are bigger. Um, Your eyes are enormous. It's yeah. anime eyes. Exactly. Now. You've gone from crab to anime child, and it's it's disconcerting. It's the difference it's made. Exactly, told you. <laughs> yeah, went bowling, played a game of Secret Nonce. Um, which what the fuck it, is Secret Nonce? Secret Nonce is a great game. Don't do what I did and loudly announce that you're playing Secret Nonce because when people don't know what Secret Nonce is, it sounds bad. Yeah, you've just done that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm gonna let's get to the point where we're not announcing that you're the Secret Nonce. No, and no, that it I'm is not an actual the game. Nonce. No, no, cool. what you do is you look at the statistics for how many people put in a thousand are a nonce. Right. And then you wait until you're in a room with that many people. <laughs> <laughs> and then you cast your eye about and go, wonder which one of you fuckers is the secret nonce. Have <laughs> you never done that? <laughs> I do it all the time with rapists on the bus because oh. a bus can hold exactly as many people as. Oh my god! If on a full bus, there's statistically one rapist. So I would sit there and play secret rapist on the bus. I never want to be in an airport with you. <laughs> I just, it just, I can't. It can never happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> the pilot will be walking past and be like, "You can never trust a person in power." Mm. Yes, Rob, he's flying our fucking plane. <laughs> Let's not call him a secret nuts. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Speaking of pilots, what are we doing this week, Ben? Buddy, right. I'm fucking mad excited, man. I'm on such a high. Mm-hmm. I've picked three alien movies, like not alien, but alien, like alien abduction movies right, okay. that have influenced my beliefs slash fucked me up over the yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. 
And we're going to be starting it with the fucking classic from 1989, the McPherson tape. Ooh, the McPherson tape. The McPherson I, tape. I do have to interrupt there and say, when Ben says fucking classic, he means movie only he has heard of. There's a few of us. Yeah, there's like three of you. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. Just for any of the millions of people out there who've never heard of this film, mm-hmm. that's the context in which Ben means fucking classic. Don't feel like you're out of step with us, all right? No, you are. <laughs> you need to get in step. You okay. need to watch this. Well, this is what these, this is what these upcoming episodes are all about, right? Because there's some yeah. topical context to this as to why we're covering aliens now. Fuck yeah, man! Why alien movies now? I hear you ask. Disclosure, buddy. Dis fucking closure. Great band. We're getting huh? <laughs> Great band. <laughs> They're not a fucking awful. Eh? <laughs> They're shocking. What? <laughs> That threw me for six, not because you said great band, but more I was like, why? Why is that a statement? <laughs> okay. Governments are declassifying documents and admitting that UAPs are real. UAP? Sorry, is that what you is that a bus pass you get when uh, That's OAP. That's OAP. Yeah. UFOAP. UFOAP. That's the one. Okay, yeah. It's just really old. Really, really old. Like, they're retired. It's essentially like Earth is being marketed as the Florida Mm. to extraterrestrials. It's like a retirement village for them. You know what I mean? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a UAP? Uh, An unidentified aerial phenomenon. Sorry, and again? Phenomenon. I got it. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, not everyone's down with the the new lingo, you know. Some of us are still calling it UFOs out here, you know. So yeah, man. UAP, fine, yeah, no, but yes, UAP, UFO, whatever the fucking floats your boat, man. The U.S. Senate has placed a document, a bill for consideration regarding uh, needing to declassify, as they put it, documents, materials, and artifacts that were held back from public disclosure previously mm-hmm. due to malicious misuse of the Nuclear Secrets Act. By the Department of Defense. Mm. So there's a there's a good chance, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this on the day of release, within the next six months to a year, there's going to be some big news about, you know, E.T. I can't fucking wait, man. Honestly. It's, yeah, it's going to be exciting. You know, kind Honestly. Of, oh, there's a bit of me that's like, oh, fucking this to deal with now as well. I barely yeah. dealt with my fucking overdraft. Now there's yeah. fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I have banking problems. I don't need to learn fucking right. ETs are on my doorstep now. I'd like, oh, I've got to fucking learn to drive, let alone fucking learn to Martian, you know? Yeah, I guess, man. You know, I, and like, think of the racism. Like, we've just about, we've just about gotten over the fact that some people are different colours and a sizable portion of people literally are unwilling to deal with the fact that some people are different colours. Can you imagine what's going to happen when aliens come down? Because they're going to have their own racism. I don't think... Uh, maybe. But do you know what I think it'll do? It might be the, the catalyst that we need to all unite in a, as the human race. In a sort of Watchmen way. Uh, the, the, yeah. like, like they do at the end of the Watchmen graphic novel, not at the end of the movie by Zack Snyder, because he ruined it, so fuck you. But yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Plus, they can fucking travel through space and time and all this, like, well, potentially time. I mean, I can travel through time. Bruce is saying. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Doing it right now. Just forwards at the right speed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> dude. I exactly. stand corrected. <laughs> exactly. Stand corrected and impressed. <laughs> you can't travel through time. You are literally looking at a still image right now. <laughs> I am. I am. And I'm feeling good for it. Speaking of time, when did this come out? Because it looks like it was filmed on a potato. Okay. This came out 
1989. Right, okay, it makes a lot more sense. Which you are correct. It is a ve- it is a very dated film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do you know like you like you said last week. You know, you like me telling you about the Nolan stuff. Yeah, and so we made a conscious decision this week that I would do nothing but learn from you this week. I've watched the film a couple times. Yeah, and now I'm here to learn the facts. So it came out in 1989. It was filmed on a potato. Yeah, I'm guessing the budget was huge. Six ish thousand dollars. Yeah, it's at least three times what I thought it cost. So we are talking big money. (laughs) I think the biggest investor invested six and a half grand. So there's no box office figures for this either. Right. Um, Did it get a cinema release? It did it. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the classic. (laughs) The classic film. Never seen cinema. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it is a classic, and it's not for the reasons that you expect. This film has such a fucking insane story surrounding it which Mm -hmm. i will go into in a little while Mm -hmm. but it is dude it is one of the juiciest stories on how a film came to be as popular as it is which is incredibly well speaking of story (laughs) shall we for the benefit of the entire human race minus you and two mates explain what happens in this film yeah it's three mates uh (laughs) so represent yeah, um, yeah <laughs> do the breakdown come on you give us right. you give us the first bit so, and i'm gonna uh, try not to derail it's all found footage and it's uh we started the the, the pretext is they're filming uh for a little girl called michelle it's her birthday mm-hmm. uh the family have all got together for like the first time in a while um everyone talks over each other there's multiple conversations about the most mundane shit yeah mundane families going it's quite like homely and it's familiar yeah. Exactly. It's a little annoying. It's fucking annoying. It is. It's like literally having a migraine at times when you're trying to follow two conversations. Yeah. Which is fair. That's what like most family gatherings. Yeah. But that's what people do. They keep and then because the actors are doing this, it keeps it grounded in reality. Yes. And then there's a big power out. So the three brothers uh, head out to fix the fuse box, have a big sort of brotherly chat on the way. Uh, yeah. And on the way back, they see a huge red light fly overhead. They track it to the woods uh, and they find a spacecraft and three beings. Yeah. And obviously this scares the shit out of them. And kudos, it, it does seem to scare the shit out of them convincingly. They panic, they run home, they tell the others. Yeah. And they try and plan their escape because like fuck being in the woods with aliens just knocking about, right? So <laughs> yeah, of course, right? Fucking too right for them. And then they try and convince the family, which Yeah. Yeah. I mean the family aren't immediately convinced. Like they try they try to calm down, they try and carry on like normal. They're like, you know, maybe we're just fucking hopped up on adrenaline. We're not really sure what we just saw. Yeah. So they continue with the birthday party. Mm. From what I'm assuming is to not scare Michelle. Uh they try and get the boys to come down off their big adrenaline rush. Put the guns down and... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Put the guns down. Put them yeah. away. Let's not have fucking guns roaming around the house for a five-year-old's birthday party. That would be lovely. Um, the evening's winding down. They're all saying their goodbyes. They're making plans for Sunday breakfast. But on the way out, Michelle, the little girl, hands Renee a drawing... Yeah. Which turns out to be a fucking alien yeah. that she saw standing at the window... Everyone get back in the fucking house right now. They're out here. Yeah. Like, they're here. They're yeah, at yeah. the fucking house. Everyone back inside. Yeah, so Daddy Eric goes and shoots up an alien that's on the roof. <laughs> yeah, he does. They bring it inside <laughs> for some fucking reason. For and some then, reason. And then leave the house to get the truck to pick up the family, make an escape. It's like, okay, we've got this thing that we've never fucking seen before in our lives. Let's just yeah. stick it in Michelle's bedroom, and then everyone who's yeah, put armed will just leave. Yeah. Uh, and we'll leave, we'll leave Grandma... 
and the wives and the five-year-old to deal with the alien corpse. We assume an alien corpse. We don't know if it's dead. Um, it acts dead, so fuck it. It's right? acting dead. Yeah. Um, uh, they don't come back. The family here are knocking at the door. They find the guns propped up next to the door. The aliens might steal people, but like apparently taking their property is a big no-no. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're good Christians, at least. They're good people, see? Good tourists. There we go. That's what we've got to look forward to. They will steal you, just not your <laughs> shit. So when you get back, yeah. you've still got your Nintendo Switch. You know you what see, I mean? I like to think of it as a subtle diss on the gun. They're like, oh, like they're not worthy. Motherfucker, please. Like, who the fuck is using a Winchester? Yeah, exactly. I don't know, I don't know gun makes. That's completely that was, made a, up. that was a real. That was a real gun make. <laughs> no, well it isn't. Yes, I'm such a gun nut. Get right. me my NRA card now. <laughs> <laughs> the family go check out the truck. There's no sign of the boys. They head back to the house. Um, obviously, they're all incredibly shook up. They're trying to be normal. Yeah. They gather in the kitchen and play cards uh, until they find out the dead alien is gone. Dun, dun, dun. And then, and then aliens walk in the house and it cuts. Yeah, okay. The end. So we've skimped over this and made it sound not good. No, 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 Him, no, yeah. no. That's exactly what happens. They go back down, <laughs> they play cards, and then some fucking aliens just walk right. in and go, what are you playing? So is that like Shithead? Where... Are you playing Shithead? <laughs> do, do, you, do you know what Shithead is? Yeah. Did you teach me shithead? Yes, I taught you shithead. You taught me shithead in uni? Yes. Dude, I have never known the origin of this game. I've just <laughs> taught my friends it and thought I've, it's just been handed down to me. It's like in my genetic material. Yeah, mate. Like from generation to generation. The only thing my dad left when he walked out of the house when I was six <laughs> was on like a, a fucking molecular level, the ability to play shithead. Yeah, because I taught you. Who's your daddy now? I can't believe... <laughs> Who's your daddy now? <laughs> Don't... Don't, because I'm not this leaving. right now, sir. <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you. That's exactly where that was going. <laughs> so sorry. So the aliens fucking start abandoning me. <laughs> the aliens just just waltz in. Want to want want to be dealt in. They're like, what's the blind? Yeah. And then so, the film ends because I'm assuming they all have a lovely game of poker. A, they're playing Go Fish. So okay. jokes on you, sir. Right. Uh, but B, this actually leads me to my first point on why I love this film so much. Right. The acting in this film is done by complete unknowns yes complete unknown actors right? who had the good grace to stay that way once the film was made just to make it more absolutely. believable absolutely <laughs> and you know what committed. it fucking worked yeah, as well man. It, it fucking worked these guys right are uncomfortable in front of the camera mm-hmm. they are uh in no way shape or form trying to put their best selves forward <laughs> <laughs> nope but the the most important thing is that while when they're in a state of shock. They do the completely relatable thing. human thing of doing of the going, thing. I just need to feel normal. I need yeah, yeah. That my mind. I can't comprehend what's going on around me right now. I need something to focus on so that my mind is not going a thousand miles an hour in every direction. You see, that broke me. There's a there's a bit where they've gone yeah. out. They found aliens and they are making all the wrong decisions. They're grabbing guns. They're shouting at each other. They yeah. don't know how to process what they've just seen. But they're hot up. They're like yeah, yeah. Uh, incredibly high on adrenaline. Of course you would be, wouldn't you? You'd be yeah. shitting yourself. So I'm totally sold at this point. The family talk them down and say, look, there's no point being uh, wound, this wound up. You know, it's not... Yeah. Fundamentally, even if you're telling the truth, this is not how you react to it. You need level heads, right? Yeah. Totally on board with that because as the family who haven't seen shit, yeah. they're trying to rationalise these people out of essentially a panic attack with guns. Yeah, yeah. Totally on board. Exactly. What would then follow, in my reality, yeah. is four or five hours of talking about to these incredibly distressed people 
mm-hmm. what they've seen, investigating that. What wouldn't follow mm-hmm. is going back to the birthday party quite as committedly as they do. Now, okay. it was a tonal shift where it was, I know from the pacing's point of view, yeah. the director wanted to lower the stakes because you just had a scare yeah. and then wind you up for the next one, right? Of course. But I felt like that was the only time where people weren't behaving like, like the rest of the film is nigh on documentary level. I could watch that and go, yep, yeah, that's real. Yeah. The second they start, they let the little girl open her presents and then they all play act as if it's a normal birthday. And then they go, well, must be off. We're heading home now. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, no. Okay. No. At this point, right? At this point, they don't realize that the aliens have followed them to the house. They just, they're they're banking on the fact that the aliens are staying deep in the woods, away Mm -hmm. from the house. But they're also very conscious that there is a five-year-old child who is going to be shit scared with her uncles, her dad, running around with guns, yelling about stuff that she has no fucking clue, but is can see that it terrifies the entire room, right? Totally. And I think they made a right call in my book. So in my reality, it would be, this is happening, but rather than us all fucking like panic and get everyone upset and everyone overworked, we need to sort of have some sort of normalcy Yeah. to at least make sure Michelle can get to a point where she leaves this area and then we deal with it. Like, they're not here. They're not with us. They they didn't follow us here. Let's just get the presents done. Let's get the, let's get the family on their way. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If the reaction of the adults had been a forced and fake calm and very clear, but they, in a way, the actors sell it too hard. And I start going into, these motherfuckers are just back to having a lovely time. It comes across (laughs) as, these motherfuckers (laughs) are just back to having a lovely time. Okay. Now, whether that was intended to be fake and doesn't come across as much. Yeah. The, the sheer moment where the family are like, oh, well, we best head off. It's a long drive. I'm like, motherfucker, you just saw aliens, man. Like, yeah. what do you mean it's a long drive? You're not leaving that house till morning. Yeah, of course. Evil like, dead rules, Obviously, me and you were thinking this, but we're looking at this from like 2023 vision when we've had, yeah. we've been exposed to this stuff for a long time, right? These guys, the, the video set in 1983 mm-hmm. at a fucking five-year-old's birthday party. There is no like yeah. popular culture with all of like, when aliens land, this is what it is. Do you know what I mean? You're going to be like, I don't understand the shapes. Totally. But you've got the 50s and 60s sort of sci-fi alien explosion. Exactly. You've got a much more naive understanding of these Those things. Those shits are fucking like war of the worlds man everyone but that makes that it that scarier right that makes it exactly scarier. so why are you fucking playing go like what what are you doing what do you mean you're going home no you're staying in the house and yeah. it's these tonal I, shifts again i think i agree with you i agree with you right up until the point it's the second time round. yeah where they go into shock and they try and have the normalcy that really that sells sense. it for me that sells yeah it. But if if that middle point where they all go back to the birthday party was the mm-hmm. was the tonal shift that broke me. Okay, so the tonal shift does kill me in this, but it also fucking sells me. Right, like it does both simultaneously because there's a there's parts of me where I'm like, God, I fucking okay. I can't stand the talking over each other. I can't stand the shitty audio, but it sells the home movie. Yeah, and it has to be there to do that thing right. The whole fucking film is literally like normal family chitter chatter birthday party yeah. panic it's fucking aliens maybe it was nothing let's just keep calm and stick together we don't want to scare michelle no fuck it we're right man it's fucking aliens <laughs> okay listen let's yeah, be sensible yeah, yeah, here yeah. nah fuck it man grab the guns okay wait fucking boom killed one that inconsistency is like i get it it's it's 
right? Because it's narratively displeasing, it's mm. pleasing to the sense of reality. Yeah. Because it breaks what you would do in a story. And a film. And therefore, it makes it less of a story. It makes it less of a film and more of a documentary. Exactly. Which is where this exactly. film... I feel like I need to apologize, right? Mm-hmm. Because there has been a man for many years who has been on this Aliens thing. And I just want to know, like, Tom DeLong, singer of Blink-182, <laughs> where are you? I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight, Tom DeLong, because you were right. Mm. You know? Right. We, we've got this disclosure coming. Mm. What I can believe about this document is mm-hmm. that it doesn't have that narrative satisfaction that a film has. Mm-hmm. And it also, because of the fact it was filmed on a potato, mm-hmm. I can imagine dangling my aerial out of my bedroom window on a Friday night trying to get Channel 5 tuned in. Yeah. Right? So I yeah. can watch Emmanuel in space. Yeah. This coming on instead. Yes. And, and with no context and me being like, well, this is fucking real. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, because, it, because it came out in a time, you know, 1989, <laughs> you couldn't just Google it. You had a complete famine of any information regarding stuff that you came across yeah. famously um nine inch nails favorite mm-hmm. band of mine they made they had a, a five track ep called the broken ep and they made a video for every song and yeah. each one got more and more violent um and there is like full frontal male nudity getting put into blenders and all sorts of stuff right <gasps> wonderful Obviously, the label watched them and were like, "We're never fucking releasing this." Fucking lutely not. (laughs) So what then? Then what happens? It got released as a bootleg, and after VHS copy after VHS copy, the quality degraded and degraded and degraded. Yeah, and it ended up people going, "If you see, it's real snuff movie. It's a real snuff." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then when you when you watch the first generations, you're like, "Oh no, that's rubber." Yeah. And I can imagine, like I said, dangling that Channel Five aerial, trying to get Emmanuel in space, Mm -hmm. and ending up with this lower quality than I watched it. With the lack of narrative satisfaction, I can see how this could be a believable document in 1989. I'm going to take you on a journey right now, Rob, because this film has an insane backstory surrounding it. Uh, Everything you've just said is pretty much bang on. Nice. Nice. It's almost like, yeah, almost bang on. Um, (laughs) The only problem is, is that you didn't go far enough. (laughs) You you stayed in the safe zone. Yeah, yeah. And there's a right, whole okay. universe you, out there. You're going to conspiracy me up here. No, now, this yeah? is all truth of what happened around this film. Okay. So. Strap in for the for learning hour. Yeah, honestly, this is the first horror found footage movie since then. Obviously, it's exploded in recent decades. We've got Paranormal Activity. We've got Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah. Wreck, Creep, yeah. Grave Encounters, fucking VHS. And most recently, Deadstream. Mm-hmm. Incredible movie. Super fun. Okay. But most famously, the film credited with paving the way for all of the above Way back in 1999, The Blair Witch. But a decade before that, the McPherson tape. It purported to be an actual home movie from 1983. Yeah, I can see that. That's right. It's been declassified from the government through the Freedom of Information Act. There's a little disclaimer at the beginning. All looks legit. Now, this is where it gets juicy. I mean, you should be able to very easily check that because Freedom of Information Acts come... Yeah, but not in 1989. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair. Right. We can you do it now. Write a letter and get yeah, this stamp. is what I mean. All yeah, that yeah. bullshit. No one's doing that. <laughs> well, it's easier to believe this than it is to buy a stamp. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, fuck it. There's yeah, yeah. way less effort in me going. Aliens are real. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, but this is where it gets juicy. After a long search for distribution, director Dean Alioto finally found a company that were prepared to distribute the film. After this company sent out a few screeners to video stores, 
the distribution company's warehouse burnt to the ground. Oh, did it? Destroying the master tape, mm. all the production materials. Now, uh, Dean Aliotto says in an interview with Found Footage Critic, this is his words. His words. I set the warehouse on fire to lend credibility to my UFO hoax. Um, <laughs> not far off. Different lane. Different lane. <laughs> no, come Different on, lane. Sorry. Hear me out. Right, yeah, we were yeah. trying to sell. <clears throat> we were trying to sell UFO abduction in 1988 or 1989. I'm a little murky on the exact time. We did our trip to San Francisco and actually got a distributor, if you can believe that. The distributor took the film yeah. and all the artwork and everything. A couple months later, before the film got released, the distribution company burned to the ground. Not a joke. It literally burned to the ground. I think the owner probably set it on fire for insurance reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair. See? Fair, fair. That, that'll believe. That'll believe. Greed, everything. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So, most screeners back then had the credits edited out. <laughs> so, as the film began to circulate, understandably, people started to think it was real, especially UFO and alien enthusiasts who claim this to be the best evidence of extraterrestrial life to date. I mean, they would, though, wouldn't they? Because fundamentally, mm-hmm. UFO and alien experts, mm-hmm. I don't ever see a UFO or alien expert weigh in on all the stuff they think isn't real mm. you know i never i never see i never see ufo fans go oh no no, no that's not real that's a weird cloud they always go yep that's oh alien. dude i've got so much to show you so much to show you <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> amounts to show you okay that's a good point though okay. we'll come back to that maybe in the next alien episodes in yeah? a couple of episodes all right, we'll come back to something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you some time to find some examples of a, of a UFO believer who doesn't believe anything put in front yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, Okay. I'm going to find... Oh, I've got an idea. I, f- I feel like you could put some a new vegetable in front of a UFO believer. They'd be like, oh my God, it's an alien. No, that's an aubergine. I think you could put a very well-known vegetable in front of a UFO expert and they still wouldn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. This isn't Cheetos. Lo- <laughs> 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 oh... I fucking love the UFO community so much. So, you are part of it. I love it. Um, TV shows began examining portions of this film in an attempt to determine whether it was real or not. And I don't mean like mm-hmm. like little cable TV shows. I mean like Encounters. That was huge. Japan, it was, it was, was big, massive yeah. in Japan. This uh, McPherson yep. tape, they were analysing it left, right and centre. Countless TV shows yep. were showing clips of it going, this is proof of real aliens. This and this is happening. So anyway... Huge, huge deal, right? Blue yeah, up. yeah. So here we have an alien reduction film with no context, no credits, and no one tied to it in any way. <laughs> of course people are going to think this is fucking real. Yeah, yeah. I can see yeah. that. So this contextless, edited copy of the film was distributed throughout UFO experts and caused a huge commotion at the 1993 International UFO Congress Convention held in Las Vegas. Very real event. Oh my God. Very real thing. I heard about that. They booked two rooms for both attendees. Double the UFOs, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that gave uh, McPherson tape a huge boost in credibility was Lieutenant Colonel Donald Ware from Air Force Intelligence. This man was an intelligence agent for decades. Right. And had a huge part in the UFO community, always at conventions, insisting that we needed to prepare for alien intelligences coming to Earth. Right. Now, his ranking mm-hmm. in the Air Force intelligence made it insanely difficult for people to dismiss his claims straight away and anything that he was saying, because obviously critics could sit there and go, yeah, but no, though. But have you seen his KD? Right. 
Look at his rank. He's platinum. I got like 30 years in this intelligence body. What are you going to do? What do you do? Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? A newspaper. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you got this. Yeah. But I mean, the skeptic in me goes 30 years in intelligence is great mm-hmm. and you get a great salary and a great pension. Mm. But there's nothing stopping you topping that salary and pension up by going to conventions and going, oh, what did he say? Yeah, that's real. Yeah, exactly. Oh, a grand? Great. Cheers, mate. You don't know how <laughs> close you are to the truth, Rob. <laughs> the truth is out there. Just keep lucky. Truth is always money. Yeah. <laughs> so Donald Ware was convinced that the greys were coming to Earth to make alien-human hybrids. Very real theory. He said at the International UFO Congress Convention, I hope we allow the hybrids to inhabit this planet before it becomes too late to save it from the human selfishness. Perhaps this is what is needed to bring to light a new world order that resembles heaven on Earth. So sorry, they were going to make alien-human hybrids. Yes. It's still a very real thing. Were they, were they stopped by Dan Haggerty? <laughs> I'm just saying, if they were trying to make... Hi- oh wait no that's elves 1989 our second ever there episode you go. that's yeah. yeah yeah you're not far off though by all means go back and check it out it's ropey as fuck but go back Fucking and check good it out though. go watch the film as well hear us before our, we really found our voice in episode six <laughs> <six. laughs> <laughs> we, we took our time man and look where we are now yeah started at the bottom now we're here talking about 1989's classic <laughs> found footage movie <laughs> McPherson that no one has seen. came out the same year as elves did all i'm saying only one is streaming on shudder right now so you know what i'm saying we know who the winner of that battle was <laughs> um so dean alioto had zero clue about any of this going on he had no idea that so the director, the director had no idea the what producer, his film would become the fucking the guy who plays michael in the movie he believed his film was gone. <laughs> he was convinced it was all right. gone to shit. He'd completely forgotten about it. He'd moved on to other shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said in the same interview to Fan Footage Critic, I kind of forgot about it. Then five years later, in <laughs> 1994, I got a call from some guy representing hard copy, encounters, and unsolved mysteries. <laughs> his name was Sean Morton. He said, look, do you know anything about this found footage? It's the first time I had heard the term found footage. He says this footage was found and all these shows want to get the rights to it. Mm -hmm. He asked if I had anything to do with an alien video and I said, yeah, yeah, I made this thing. (laughs) So Ali Oto... So so hoax over, right? Like no one believes it anymore. The director's come Uh, out and said I made it. Well, I mean, this is... Because it's not like the UFO community to to disregard blatant... So this was the idea behind it, right? So Ali Oto went on to describe the making of the film on the television show Encounters, The Hidden Truth. So he went on and said, this is how I made it. Right. During the program, they interviewed people who believed the film was real. Mm-hmm. Among them was UFO researcher Tom Dongo. During the episode, he stated, When I first ran across the tape, I was invited over to a friend's house who said he had a very interesting UFO tape. I was stunned, mm-hmm. shocked by what I saw. I thought the tape might be real because it could fit in very well with so many UFO alien incidents that I know of. It fit very well, mm-hmm. in fact, almost too well. I thought no one could fake something like that. In the one sequence where I believe it's Jason that's carrying the supposedly dead alien in, it's not, it's Eric, (laughs) I took photographs of each frame, and in one frame, the eye of the alien is sunken in. When I was at the International UFO Conference, there was a man standing over my shoulder as I was going through these prints, and he says, I had seen dead aliens, and that's exactly what happens. When they are dead, their eye gets concaved like that. Mm-hmm. People still fucking believed it. Oh, because, as we've discussed, the UFO community could 
do with and and this is from an outsider's perspective because we'll get into my thoughts on aliens mm-hmm. um as a being not as a franchise starring sigourney weaver Oof, um, sigourney. Oof. but but i feel like there it's a heavy heavily polarized community where you have skeptics mm-hmm. and believers Mm-hmm. And both of them need to have a little bit of what the other ones. Hundred percent. I think most of all, um, Donald Ware could have done with some because this TV show yeah. interviewed Donald Ware, who said he still believed it. This is this is him. This is his quote. <laughs> I am not convinced that this thing is a hoax because I know that our government policy is to insert disinformation into every major UFO case or release the document or possibly every home video that gets on the market. Yeah. The reason is to keep the public from getting too excited about our alien visitors. Hence, the sticker is on the back of the video saying that this is a dramatization, which allows people not to accept it if they don't have to. I'm guessing my guy hadn't seen the 4K version then. I'm guessing he's watching like a fifth or sixth generation VHS copy. But I've got the Blu-ray version and you may as well watch it on YouTube, on your phone, (laughs) in the dark. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a difficult watch visually. It is, it is. It's like like visual porridge. But it adds to the the experience, you know what I mean? It brings the found footage home movie thing in, man. This is what I found watching this film. As a film, it is fundamentally unenjoyable. Okay. As a narrative to put on and watch and go, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen yeah. next. The pacing is not what you need from a, from a, a well-told story. Mm-hmm. The Nothing about this is what you need for a well-told story. But that's- Everything about this is what you need for a well-presented document, right? Wholeheartedly agree. Orson Welles' War of the Worlds, probably the first instance where the public was presented with a work mm-hmm. and not told if it was fact or fiction. How nutty would have that been, though? Can you imagine just sitting around the family radio in one evening and then hearing that Martians are fucking landing? Yeah. I would shit my pants. Lots of people yeah. did. He, he was called in, he, there was talk of a court case, there was a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. stuff. Dude, he's off, insane. Right? But Orson Welles' War of the Worlds, I think, is the first example where the audience was given something and not told whether it was fact or fiction. Mm-hmm. And I think where War of the Worlds falls down is it's structured really well as a narrative. Yeah. And so even once you know it's a a fiction, you can enjoy it as a fiction. Yeah. This does so well at presenting itself as fact that it's awful fiction. Oh, it's terrible fiction. You know, there's no character arcs. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing. There's no plot. There's nothing. nothing. It's literally just... just humans. ...a guy with a camera in in a very extraordinary situation. Yes. So if you sit and watch it as a historical document, it's fascinating. Yeah, 100%. And that's where I got my enjoyment from it. Yeah. I got my enjoyment of of imagining myself watching it with no context in 1989. Right. With uh, only conferences to go exactly. to. Exactly. And if some bloke behind me says, oh, yeah, I see, I see, I see the dead alien once and it's eyes do do Yeah, to go inwards, don't they? Like, oh, like mate, belly buttons. Oh, to go inwards when they die. <laughs> <laughs> And I think the other thing that that sells this to me, bearing in mind that it is it's like like brushing your teeth but on your eyeballs, mm. um, is the sound design. It's incredible, right? The sound design is really fucking good in this, right? And it really sells that. And I don't know whether or not they did it by just making those noises in the room. There's a thing we'd often do in the studio. We'd call putting some air on it, where if you had a synthesized sound, you just run it out to a speaker. Mm-hmm. in a room and you'd have a microphone at the other end of the room just to put that synth sound 
in the same room that the drums are recorded in. So it sort of blends into the mix better. Yeah, yeah. And I swear to God, they've done something similar here because it, it really, like, every sound in this film sounds like it's coming from the shitty mic on the camera. Now, that's not pleasant, but it is convincing. Exactly, dude. <laughs> see, I fucking, I'm so glad that you got something from it, though. I was really worried that this oh, man, was going to be like from this. No, one no, of no, those no, films no. where, unless you know the backstory, you, it's just a, it's what the fuck am I, I watching? <laughs> I knew enough of the backstory and, and of its presentation to be like, mm. oh, okay, I'll watch it in this in this context. Yeah, because again, I, I'm not a, I'm not an, I don't. It's not like I don't believe in aliens. Obviously, there are statistical certainty that somewhere out there is other life. There are just too many star systems with too many planets out Dude, there for there not to be a thousand aliens. Statistically, percent. it's impossible. Watch Cosmos by Carl Sagan, and that guy spells it out to you in a such a poetic way that it's impossible not to believe plus how arrogant do we have to be as a species to think that this is it like we're the we're the one off you know what i mean (laughs) i i i I look at it differently i can't imagine a sadder reality than me only being better than seven billion other people like i need to be higher in the ranking than that don't know. I don't know how to handle that statement because I mean the whole reason <laughs> like, that we're doing this aliens. is because we're factually <laughs> better than maybe three out of that seven yeah, billion. Yeah. yeah, I thought I'd try on a bit of confidence, man. Let me try on a coat. All Dude, right? It looks great on you. It looks great. Maybe just you know dial yeah. it down a little. Don't go full. Down, don't go full out on John. Just a bit of glitter to start with before okay. you go full rocket man you know what i mean you see that's why i bought that's why i bought 100 plastic babies because i wanted to have like a little thing i'd have in my pocket and throw at people if i got in an argument i know you've shown me these but babies multiple times be- and it's still just as disconcerting <laughs> as it was the first time you just randomly went look the babies have arrived and i'm like why what but the reason the reason i bring them up admittedly in a tangential way mm. is i feel like aliens do exist fine yeah they may have come here or may not have done that. I'm hazy on. I've, I sort of lean towards the fact that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the disclosure stuff that's happening now is worded boringly enough that I'm willing to believe. You know, it's not, <laughs> oh my God, aliens are here. It's like, are they, the, the third subcommittee for blah, 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 blah <laughs> needs to talk about some. I'm like, okay, you're really trying to bury the lead on this. So I, I get it. Fuck it, oh man. But my greater point is, I think if aliens are here, yeah. we are as capable of understanding our relationship to mm-hmm. them as those plastic babies sat in a bag behind me are capable of understanding why I bought them. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the intelligence and technological mismatch between us and aliens okay. is about the same as me and the bag of 100 plastic babies sat behind me. We're never going to get it. We're never going to get it. We're never no. going to get it. So if they if they tell us, yeah, aliens are real and they're here, great. I still don't trust anything you tell me or they tell me. <laughs> I am entirely powerless in this scenario. I fucking love that, man. We are just plastic babies in a plastic bag, probably bought as some sort of cosmic joke mm. by a race of super advanced aliens. Mate, imagine. Imagine if we're just sort of like a weird little Petri dish zoo type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. We are either a novelty gift... Yeah. For an alien civilization. They're like, oh, got you this. Yeah, yeah. Or we are just the 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 cup of milk that's been left on the windowsill of of a teenage civilization's bedroom. Mm. <laughs> Where they're going, Oh, we've got life. And at some point Cosmic Mummy's gonna be like, Zizel Blobs, clean your room, and we'll just get flushed down the cosmic sink. Well, 
as a vegan, I'm not keen on it being the cosmic milk. That's fine. We'll, okay, you fine. know, we'll move on. Uh, almond milk, almond milk. Yeah, the cosmic almond milk. There you go. Okay, I'm down with almond milk. Did you at any point mm. get the sensation of like the hair standing up on your back of your neck, or a goose pimple moment, or anything like this? Absolutely not. Okay, I I withheld laughter many yeah, times. Yeah, it's good though. Many. I times. like laughing with this. However. However, I was able to see mm-hmm. how somebody who perhaps has had uh, a lot going on in their life and they're a teenager who's on a lot of drugs <laughs> and watches this with a group of mates, maybe in their sort of early to mid-teens, could find, you know, if they were very stupid, could find this slightly scary. I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being a prick. I'm being a prick. Yeah, I know. Because that's uh, almost exactly how I fucking watched this film for the first time. I was off my tits. Yeah, yeah I'm fully off. Fully, I was <laughs> yeah. literally stoned off my tits. There's one moment in this film that really fucking gets me, and it gets me every time, right? Right. It's the drawing from the little girl, and it's the reaction from Jason, because he doesn't show it to camera like, oh my God, look at this. Mm-hmm. This is so scary. He like throws it at someone and storms out the house, and then has to come back and be mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is happening? Like that little is that because it looks a bit like an no, owl? No, it's the little mini freakout that he does, and the fact that the little girl has just right. super innocently just drawn a fucking alien yeah, face yeah. that she saw by the window. But then you get into the whole the aliens can tell it can like communicate telepathically, right? And then you get into the weird okay. like grounds of okay, so if she wasn't scared and just drew a picture of him, mm-hmm. were they fucking talking to her like telepathically? Like, don't worry about it; it's going to be okay. The bit, the bit where the the tenants, the the family keep trying to open the door and they don't Ooh. remember what they were doing. That was uncomfortable. Right. I can't lie. And 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 and, I, and jokes aside, mm. when I you know, I, or I got to dig in there because it was funny. But I can see, I I can rationally see how in a different time in my mm-hmm. life I would have watched this and it would put the shit. Oh, hundred percent. First time I watched this, I was convinced but, it was real. Again, no context, didn't know it yeah, was a yeah. film. We just yeah, found yeah, yeah. we got like essentially handed a bit of footage. Because we all used yep. to get like really fucking high and watch alien shit and freak each other yeah. out, and that was like the fun thing to do. Do you want to play a game? I would love to play a game, buddy. And we're gonna play UFO. No, it isn't. UFO. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've got a list here of Wait, what? ten okay. things commonly mistaken for UFOs. Ooh. Right? Now you just have to list three. All right, because this we we do three. Okay. I've got a list of 10. Um, you just have to guess something that's commonly mistaken for a UFO. Okay. Uh, commercial airliners. Uh, let me have a scroll. Yes. Airplanes. Airplanes are commonly mistaken. Lovely. People look up in the sky and go, oh my fucking God, I've just received proof that there is consciousness outside of... Oh, no, wait. Mm. Oh, no, wait. That's Nan. She's on her way to Malibu. There you go. Okay. you what, what, One for one. Number two. I'm going to go with bird of prey, like a big bird. No. Not on there? <laughs> no, but it's in, it's endearing that you would look at big bird and go, that's an alien. He's just helping kids to read, mate. No, I don't just think he out. is. I think he's, there's something sinister going on there. One of his mates lives in a bin and he's fine with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's bit strong. Sinister. If you were living in a bin, I'd be like, mate, just yeah. we'll top and tails it in my bed. We're good. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a floor, yeah, there's yeah. a couch, there's tons of shit. But yeah. I, mm. You're not rolling over on dirty needles. <laughs> big bird don't live in a little house. You know what I mean? <laughs> Of course not, he's Big Bird. That's what I'm saying. He's got to have a fucking <laughs> spare corner or some shit. The guy's living in a fucking bin. Um, 
All right, so not bird of prey. Uh, what about weather balloon? Weather balloon is yeah. very, very well. It's it's in there with military equipment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole feel... Roswell thing, though, isn't it? They tried to pass yeah. off the weather, weather balloon as it. Uh, so yeah, three for three. You could have had balloons, just normal balloons, and not weather balloon, just normal balloons. Okay. Um, you could have had. Weird clouds. Weird clouds. <laughs> yeah. I often see weird clouds and think, right. my bum hole's about to get probed. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, don't spoil Jordan Peele's nope, but that's basically exactly <laughs> the plot of that film. <laughs> it is a bunch just of people a weird running cloud. away from a weird cloud. <laughs> uh, and then my personal favourite, Taylor Swift concert lights. Fuck, that's so specific. Why I mean, I'm guessing, any co- I'm guessing any concert. <laughs> I don't think so. I think she knows something. Conspiracy! Right. Comment corner? Um, I got sent a synopsis by my good friend Adam Smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, Why isn't there an Inception synopsis that's just man dreams more than once at the same time? I mean that does work. Yeah, really. Yeah, really sure. That's what I, I want do from f- the IMDb I- synopsis. That's what I, I want right f- there. We have to sack off IMDb. It's yeah, not it's working shit. Anymore. We're just going to employ Adam. But I've got a point <laughs> of order. I've got a point of order here. Right? Go on. Comment corner was started as a lovely place mm-hmm. for us to feature comments that people had left. Yeah. On our social media. Yeah. You've just gone in with my mate Adam told me. So is this just I heard some guy say? Yeah. Is this what we've reduced ourselves to? Comment Corner is he just... He made a comment about a movie that we did. <laughs> in in a personal message to you via WhatsApp. That's not Comment Corner. Yeah, he was listening to our episode and commented on our episode. There you go. Comment Corner. Ergo, it's a lovely sentiment. Welcome on in, Adam. Okay. Sending him. Because <laughs> IMDB ain't doing the fucking job anymore. I had a particularly lovely uh, comment from Jono on TikTok regarding our prestige clip with the Asian magician. Mm-hmm. Second time this one's come up. It's got legs. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't. I can't comment on the phrasing. I'm just saying I am reading this verbatim. Okay. So this is this is not my inflection or okay. my phrasing. <laughs> Jono commented, "As a Chinese, I can't even be mad." That's some next level commitment, and I'm honestly kind of impressed. <laughs> now, Jono, I've not clicked on your profile, mate, and I probably won't. But I'm just saying, <laughs> starting comments with "as a Chinese" <laughs> does lead one to believe that you perhaps might not be Chinese. <laughs> I don't care either way. That's fucking fantastic. But the sentiment I can fully get behind—that is a lot of commitment oh, to pretend it. that you are a different race. And speak a made-up language for 19 years. It's two decades. It is commitment. I'm just yeah. not sure it's the kind of commitment I want to see. <laughs> yeah, same. It's a, it's a committed racist. We can just say that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got one on Instagram on our Inception reel, where it goes right. into how I would describe Inception. Uh, Dr. Foxtopus, great name, commented... I would describe it as a ham-fisted 16-year-old stoner's philosophy statement. Quote marks. What if everything is the dream? Rick and Morty did it better. Well, I mean, I, there's no arguing with him. He's, <laughs> you can't he's argue with him. He's he's, if he watches Rick and Morty, he's a number of intellectual levels above us. I'm Hear me out. Do you remember when I brought up the plastic babies? Oh, yeah, 100%. Compared to him, we're just plastic babies in the bag. He watches Rick and Morty. 
I'm not intelligent enough to get that show. That's why it's not funny. I really like Rick and Morty. I, so do I. I also really like that as well, because up until very recently, I would have wholeheartedly agreed with him on that one. I would have been like, yes. Right. It's a ham-fisted slap at chin-wanky stoners. Like, that's all yes. it is. So, I want to bring up this point, mm-hmm. because we've had somebody very passionately diss Christopher Nolan in our comments many times. Puka Elmore, this is your moment. Oh, yeah. And I want, I want, to, I want to read this, Ben, to you because Puka has been particularly uh, vociferous in their criticism over many, many reels. They think that Nolan is beyond overrated. Okay. In their opinion, Nolan being put in an alter category is ridiculous. He acts like he's one with continuous wearing of a suit and a long black coat. I'm surprised he doesn't wear a beret. <laughs> Hearing him talk about film is probably the most irritating thing to listen to. It makes it sound like he's doing theoretical physics. Now, I want to say, Ben, are you Pucarelmore? <laughs> have you just found, have you created an alt account? Oh, no, I'm are not. You, have you stolen a man's identity so oh. you can get your true? Because a year ago, you'd have written that. that I, honestly, that man might be my spirit animal. That's fucking incredible. <laughs> That's actually incredible. Um no, that's not me. I, a year ago, I would have agreed yet. But what I'm doing yeah, yeah. at the moment is going through his work, viewing it as standalone movies from start mm-hmm. of career to end of career. I'm starting to appreciate the growth, the growth of the individual and the growth of the work. And that's it. There's no, there's no surrounding mm-hmm. stuff, you know, out in the ether. I'm not judging him as a person. I'm not judging no. anything like this. It's his work. And I'm really yeah. fucking enjoying myself. Because we both agree, listening to Christopher Nolan talk about film is like sandpaper on the, on the dick hole. I can't, do you know how easy it's been to avoid any sort of prep for Oppenheimer? <laughs> it's, the, it's the easiest film to just avoid any sort of spoilers for because yep. I just don't care about hearing Christopher yep. Nolan talk about it. Not in a bad we got way. Time for, yeah, we got time for one more, I think. So the Dap Ace on TikTok on our yep. <laughs> prestige <laughs> video commented, I'm in the party that thinks Andy Circus is actually Tesla and Bowie is a decoy. And holy shit, <laughs> that is life changing. I reckon they might be. Oh. That changes the context of the film, though. Because Circus it is the does. one that goes down to the hotel and starts building mm-hmm. a relationship. And he's also the one that fucking just lets. Um, fuck's his name? Uh, Angier. He lets Angier into his compound mm-hmm. and shows him all the light bulbs yep. and how the energy works and all the science and shit. Yep. And he's also genuinely concerned about his cat. He is, right? It's like he understands the risks a little bit more than actual Tesla. Dude, he might be onto something with this, man. Right? I think so. I think so. It kind of changes the tone of the movie as well. It makes it a little bit more um, sinister, which I think any anything that makes it feel more sinister, I'm like, well, that's the real version. Ooh, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Yeah, the DAP yeah. pace, the DA pace, the dyslexic <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> Fucking, I'm with you, buddy. That's great. What are you rating the McPherson tape, dude? This has had such an effect on my life. Like, you have no clue yeah, yeah. how much, how influential this has been. This is like where I got my shit from. This is where the obsession with the whole fucking alien horror shit yeah, comes yeah. into play. Like, it is nice. It opened my mind. This was a core memory for you. It's it's the core memory. If I have one yeah, main yeah. core memory, this is it. Stoned as fuck with a couple of friends. Everyone is freaked out to fuck watching this. Like just mm-hmm. beyond belief. Like I don't know what's happening. Is this fucking real? Yeah, um. Yeah. Okay. Good. 
I can see that being fucking terrifying. It was the worst, but the best <laughs> at the same time. It was the best. Was yeah, yeah. The, in fact, no, it was the best. The worst was walking home after walking home in the yeah, dark yeah. on my own for about a mile. <laughs> nah, staring at the sky. Fuck no, no. Walk, walking into every lamppost. I <laughs> just sprinted my absolute tits off, stoned <laughs> as shit. Have you ever seen a, a, someone who's high as fuck run? Not pretty. It's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing. embarrassing, mate. It's all knees and elbows. <laughs> all knees and elbows. It's like a, yeah. it's like you are spaghetti on the spaghetti man on the moon is what it was. Mm. Uh, fat ten from me, buddy. Fat ten. Yeah, nice. I got a little bit sidetracked there. Well, that's fine. I can I can see why you brought this film mm. because it's shit. No, uh, <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed this. I Good. really enjoyed this, but not as a film. As a piece yeah. of, as a piece of art, as a piece like. As a film to be enjoyed in a cinema, absolutely not. As a thing Maybe. to watch, as a thing to watch mm. under the illusion that it's real, incredible. Yeah. Really nicely done. And so, ratings, not, if it were a fiction, I'd give it a two. Okay. If it were a fact, I'd give it a ten because it would be proof of aliens. <laughs> so I'm going to go down the middle of the road and go six. I'd go six. Okay. You know, it's... A, uh, seven because it's only an hour. It is only so, sixty you know, minutes. It's literally it's like sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. So like it's fuck all. As a piece, as a piece of history about a time in life before mm. the internet, before inde- independently verifiable facts, uh, where you would just receive a blank VHS. Sixty minutes of your life, watch it and put yourself 100%. in a headspace, and you'll have an interesting time. So yes, yeah, seven. But also bear in mind this is. The godfather of found footage horror. This was a decade before yeah. Blair Witch. A full decade. And went five years being touted as proof of alien life. This shit right, is real. You me up. Seven, seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Fine, fuck it. Let's cut. Let's, let's, let's get out of here before I end up giving this a fat right. ten. Uh, next week, we are back on the Christopher Nolan train. Uh, astute viewers will know what film that is but before we reveal it to the people who don't know their Christopher Nolan filmography I have a bone to pick with you dear listeners because I asked nicely that you review your Snapple podcasts mm. and not a one of you did a single fucking thing so I'm I'm just I'm just gonna have to beg because that's the only thing you've left me he's on his knees right now I hope you know I am yeah it's so shameless possibly the f- it's honestly it's 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 breaking my heart a little to yeah. see these enormous anime child puppy dog eyes mm. that have recently just grown out of nowhere. Yeah. Just just review a Snapple podcast. Please. please. And fucking use those powerful mouths. Tell a friend about us. If you enjoy the show, fucking share something, interact with us. Join the Discord. Come and tell us something about Christopher Nolan because there's apparently a thousand and one things about every film that we just don't pick up on. Well, no, we just don't have the time. It's an hour-long show. Yeah. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be one of those two and a half hour shows that just reads IMDb. Can you imagine? Who has the time? Oh, I would rather guide my father into my mother. Mm. And on that note, next week, join us for Interstellar. And in the meantime, consume. I was thinking about aliens, right? And just imagine, imagine how scared they would be. It'd be like kids breaking into like an abandoned house. You know what I mean? Like they, they go into an abandoned house and then all of a sudden, boom, Willy the Homeless. Hey, boys. <laughs> that's aliens. to uh, That's us to aliens. We're Willy the Homeless to these advanced. 
Floridians. They I just want to retire. Nearly had a brain aneur- I nearly had a brain aneurysm and you're bringing Willie the homeless, which as an instruction is terrifying, <laughs> but as a person is even worse. <laughs> Bye!